All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very excited for this episode tonight. Uh, let's see. I actually got some announcements before we get to, to going here. I do have a funny story, but I'm probably... God, I don't know. I just told my guest about it behind the stage. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it for now because we've got some awesome information to get into tonight. What I'll probably do is I'll do a bonus episode about it, right? I'm always talking about how, yeah, I'll put, I'll put out a bonus episode that I just never, ever do. I don't even remember the last time I did, but I think that would be a fantastic bonus episode. So speaking of bonus episodes, I got, I got a new little development of the show. We're heading in a new direction, guys. So those of you that are on the email list, you get emails from me about when I'm going to go live. That's pretty much it. Every now and then I'll throw out another little thing. But for the most part, I'm always saying, hey, go to the website, sign up for the email list so that you can stay up to date with the show. Um, so if you go to the website, rebunk.news, what you're going to see is a brand new little thing. And this is just as of the last couple of days. Um, what is this? Oh, instead of a pop-up, there's a little box right there. So what you're going to want to do now, if you want to stay up to date with the show, is you sign up for the Substack. So that's right. I launched the official Rebunked Substack. Um, and uh, basically, what it, what it, my, my vision with this, you know, is uh, if you guys are familiar with the stuff I've been doing on like Last American Vagabond, Unjected. Um, actually, I just partnered with Miriam Hanane, so I'm going to be helping her out with her Substack. But basically... This serves a few functions. First of all, it's going to be where I do premium bonus episodes. So before I was using Subscribestar, thanks to everybody that was over there on Subscribestar, but I just don't feel like Sub Subscribestar has the functionality that a person needs. And then like Patreon's kind of, if you, actually, if you go read this first post on the Substack, I kind of get into it all. Really, Patreon has all the bells and whistles that you want in a premium content platform, but they're not aligned with free speech. Since I've been using Substack, I've realized that they have all the same integrations and functionality as patreon but they're a free speech platform from what i can gather so uh like including having an app that was the one one thing i heard from people was saying that you know we want to have an app so that we can listen on the go and we hate logging into a website to listen to bonus episodes like substack and some of these other platforms so you can get the uh, substack app and just listen to all the shows as they drop or you can literally just listen from your inbox so First of all, it's going to serve as a premium content platform. Second, it's going to serve as uh, an email notification. So before I was using MailChimp to send out these emails and, you know, grateful that my subscriber lists or email lists got so big that I actually started having to pay for their service. I was no longer qualified as a free user, but you know, I, I, MailChimp also deletes people. They are not aligned with our vision of the future. They don't, they don't, they don't believe in the stuff we believe in. So I hated supporting them financially. So Basically, Substack takes care of that as well, because if you see back here on the main page, like tonight's episode, you know, I just made a Substack post about it, and I'm sure many of you got an email alert about it. So it serves the same function as MailChimp, but without the nonsense. And so, you know, and it's a really robust platform. You can see it's a lot cleaner, a lot sharper. There's all the information there about the, the event we're going to be talking about tonight, freedom, the Freedom Under Natural Law Conference. It's just a way better system, guys. So I've officially moved over to uh, Substack for Rebunked um, to basically just help drive the show, basically. And, and the other cool thing about Substack is that you get a lot of like organic people flooded in from other people's pages. So if you're a content creator out there, if you... You know, if you're looking to grow whatever your platform is, I can't recommend Substack enough. It's been a very, very life-changing thing for me with the other uh, uh, groups that I'm affiliated with that I help out with. So, so that's the big announcement there. So head over to rebunk.news or also it's rebunk.substack.com. You can just click the link there and it'll take you right to it from my webpage. Um, on rebunk.news, you'll see the affiliate links. You'll see Richard Grove's autonomy. 
um, which I think it is wrapping up season nine. Uh, I graduated season eight. Chris, our guest here is a graduate of autonomy. So I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a little bit tonight. Um, we also have TRS heavy metal detox spray. That's truthtrs.com. Uh, help absorb and eliminate all the heavy metals that are built up in your system. Um, the give, send, go. Uh, there'll be a link in the episode description for that as well. It's just like the tip jar. If you get any value out of it, you can support that way. Or check this out, the t-shirt shop. So this is brought to you by Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. We got the, all the designs. This is, of course, the crowd favorite, the Beavis, are you threatening me shirt? All right, you got to have one of those guys. And then, of course, uh, one of the newer shirts. I mean, I just, I, this says it all, censorship kills. We were not, the information that people needed to make the proper informed choices for themselves was not given to them, and a lot of people suffered deadly consequences. So censorship kills, wear that loud and proud. Value for value donations, all the social media. I'd recommend Telegram, t.me forward slash rebunk news. That's where you're going to be able to just, I'm pretty much in there chatting with the people all day long. I know I always say that, but uh, that's really the place where I'm at. I kind of just use these other platforms to whatever extent I do to just, uh, you know, put out the thumbnail and say, Hey, I got an episode tonight and then make sure you're subscribed on all podcast players. So there you go, guys, a little bit extra long call to action here tonight. So I do appreciate you guys sticking with me for that. And without further ado, let's bring in uh Chris, Chris Jansen. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Appreciate it. Dude. Thank you for having rare. Thanks for coming on, dude. Like, uh, so we have a lot of overlaps, right? We've got a lot of cool things that, uh, like, it sounds like you're doing all kinds of cool stuff out there. Now, so I found out about what you were doing from a local mutual friend of ours here who, uh, I was at a freedom gathering like a couple of weeks ago and, uh, she was like, Hey, I'm involved with this, uh, thing, the, the, the freedom under natural law conference and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh really? What is this? And so I was like, you want to come on the show and talk about it? And she's like, well, I'm not really much for going on shows and stuff, but I'll put you in touch with Chris and Will, the guys that are organizing it and you can talk to them I'm like fantastic. So, uh, awesome. yeah, man. So, yeah, so that was Cindy. She, Cindy, she yeah, was yeah. actually like kind of like the group that we formed. Um, she was one of the, the original person that put out a post. It all started on Facebook, actually, of all places, um, looking for other truth seekers, looking for other people that cared about freedom, that cared about natural law. And we started this weekly group and um, it built over the last three years. Man, I would say so. You know, that's one of the things I always like to point out. And, you know, it's so true for me, like 2020, you know, I was just living a humdrum life. I kind of, I mean, I kind of like had these views that have really been solidified over the last few years, but you know, it wasn't any sort of like from like an activist perspective or anything like that. I wasn't really, you know, I was like going down all the rabbit holes, but that was about the extent of it. But really 2020 just propelled me into action. And it sounds like, mm. you know, when you guys kind of, I mean, so the genesis of that being a Facebook group that then morphed into like people like the synergy of like people coming together and realizing, Hey, let's actually do something. So how did it go from just you guys being in a Facebook group together to actually deciding to put on a conference? It, well, at, originally it was uh, more of a support group, to be mm. honest, we were all dealing with various issues. You know, when the pandemic hit um, every single person that answered this message um, of Cindy's. And then later I made like a, like a, you know, honest video. I'm like, hi, my name's Chris. And, um, you know, I was I felt alone in the world at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the only one when I went in the store who wouldn't wear a mask. And I was the only one who, you know, was already talking about the concern about vaccines before they were even rolling them out. You know? Yeah. 
Um, and I had been on my own progression of becoming a true speaker um, well before, since like 2012. Um, for me, I had a big awakening back for 9-11, you know. But nevertheless, to get back to your question. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a support group, but we met like regularly every Sunday. You know, we always met. And um, we got really inspired that year because um, these other guys had done a conference. What was going to be a live conference, it was Brandon Martin and um, the Seed Conference was what it was called. And um, we all like really got in influenced by the work of Mark Passio and mm -hmm. what on earth is happening dot com. And so that was one of the things that brought us all together. Those were the type of Facebook groups we met on. Um, cause we were on those same places, you know, looking for other people that got the same kind of feeling we did that, you know, this morality problem is really the bigger, deeper issue, you know? And, but yeah, we were really inspired by this other conference these guys put on at the cubbyhole, cubbyhole.com. And, um, we just said, you know what, we could do this too, guys, let's do it. And luckily we had Will in our group, Will Keller, who will be here in a couple minutes. He got stuck cool. in traffic, but, um, He's just like this technical genius and he's done uh, music production before. And so um, we all just started kind of like putting our efforts together. And the first conference was just everybody who was in the group made their own presentation. And Man, for cool. I'd say three, four or five of the people had never, ever done anything like that before. So it was pretty cool. uh, it was like, you know, just two strings, you know, it was just all, you know, all volunteer, no money involved in this whole thing, just doing it from our heart because we wanted to do it and I'm um, putting a lot of time and effort into it. And then obviously the next year it grew quite a bit, you know, funnel two, we got some more people's names involved that got a little more attention, you know, and um, I saw you just did that talk with um, Dr. Cowan. Um, oh yeah. 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 And you know, I got to know Tom a little bit when I spent some time um, doing some work with um, Dr. Andrew Kaufman and he was cool. able to, you know, be a speaker in funnel two which was pretty cool too. Cause then we had like Patty Logger, who was also a health um, practitioner, someone who has a lot of, um, you know, we had different perspectives, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, that's amazing. And so now number three, well, let's, let's check this out here. So this is, uh, so you guys, if you want to check it out again, there's a link in the episode description, or you can go to freedom under super sharp website. Now tell us about this event itself and then we'll kind of dive into dive into it a little bit further sure um you know the trivium we we all agreed you know we we were tossing around you know what are we going to call this conference um the last one we called the convergence because we were like envisioning people coming together and being able to look at the same thing and then this one we thought oh it's number three you know that's really neat three is a neat number you know three is a very important number in the occult in um, esoteric works and so you know right away it brought to mind the trivium and really this is like the fundamental starting point for everything when it comes to philosophy thinking um, trying to discern what's going on in this crazy world we're in and we're basically what we're saying is you know we're not going to tell people exactly how it is but we want to provide the tools and the perspectives and the things people have probably ne never heard before never thought of before and how to go about this thinking process. And that's really, um, you know, Richard Grove, we both know Richard. Yeah. He, he's going to start it off with a good talk about the trivium. And he's the best person I could think of to really um, <laughs> square that up, to square up that triangle. Yeah. Um, because he's got such a good um, head on his shoulders and way of um, explaining things in a very um, 
succinct and educational manner. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to his introduction about the trivium. And then there's going to be a lot of perspectives and art yeah, in this dude, thing. It freaking looks amazing, man. So that's actually this weekend, this coming weekend. So it's June 24th, June 25th. Right. And it starts at nine Eastern. Is that, is that what it says? Nine, nine Pacific. Nine Pacific. Nine so Pacific. for you folks on the East coast, it'll be um, noon. Noon. Dude. Amazing. Well, congratulations on this. And, and yeah. the fact that it's a free thing, you guys, like what in the heck are you not signing up for right now as we speak? If you want to pause the episode and go sign up right now, totally cool. <laughs> but you, okay. So man. All right. What did I see here? I saw here also uh replays. You guys can go back and watch. Part number the number two, yeah, that's, that, two. Yeah, yeah, that's two. You're looking at yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. the full day replay there, and then the individual. If you click on one of those, you get the individual speaker's presentation. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well, this is amazing, and just congratulations, man. I'm just really, really excited that you guys are doing this because uh, yeah, we're we're pumped. I mean, especially those of us that are involved um, making our own presentation. It's like. You know, you and I were talking to the show about some audio issues, right? Like yeah, yeah. people that don't do podcasting have no idea how much time and effort and work goes into this stuff. And like, yeah. you you know, you run into like you were talking about a little technical problems and you're <laughs> fighting it for three, four days or weeks sometimes. Yeah. Staying up at night, you know, buying stuff. Yeah. Well, with the presentations, like when you set your mind to make a presentation, you come up with an idea for a title. Oh, boy. It's it's like climbing a mountain. It is literally um, it's a life experience and it forces you to rethink things and put things in order. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, I don't like that sounds. And you go back and do it again. You know, like people are putting hours and hours and hours into these things just from the care of their heart because they want to share the truth. OK, and I think yeah, that's fantastic. You know, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So. I know, uh, like, you know, Mark Passio talks about this a lot, but just the idea of natural law. I know Etienne, I'm a good, you know, I'm friends with Etienne too. You awesome. know, these are yeah. really, really important uh, topics. But man, I don't know. There might be some people out there that maybe not have like uh, a really core understanding of it. And I admittedly probably don't. I know certain things like non aggression and, uh, kind of the idea of like, uh, well, maybe, you know, maybe I can't even speak too much intelligently on it right now. So why don't you give us like an overview of what the concept of natural law is? Maybe we can dig in deeper from there. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. And if people haven't checked it out, I really recommend them to go to um, Mark Passio and the science of natural law. He made a really cool documentary and it's something that you can just sit down and watch mm -hmm. in, you know, like an hour. I think I think it's close to an hour. Is it an hour and a half? Anyway, but he does a really good job of breaking down things and, and addressing people's um, ideas and questions that come into their head because natural law, we're not talking about the law of the jungle. Mm hmm. It's not, um, we're not talking about animals. I mean, it does have to do with nature and that what we're saying is inherent, there is morality. You know, morality is inherent in nature. It's not something that we make up or create. Like man's laws are saying, hey, I decree this, you know. But natural law is the idea that inherent into reality, baked into reality, there's, there's, there's a natural law of things, right? Which means that Every little thing we do matters and affects other people. And that, um, you know, what, what it all boils down to is if we're all doing actions that are evil, like we're stealing from each other and we're um, raping each other, and then we're all going to have an experience of more suffering. You know, this is the law of the freedom, right? And if we're all treating each other well and we're acting morally, then we're all going to have more freedom, you know? And so um, another way to look at it is hermetics. You know, we could look at the hermetics 
principles and natural law is kind of like encompassing all the seven hermetic principles. And, um, you know, like I recommend people check out the Kybalion. You know, a lot of this um, esoteric knowledge has been hidden in what's called mystery schools and occult, um, you know, occult writings. And people like push it to the side like this is old, weird stuff about witchcraft or something. But it's not. It's about that's why I use the tree of life, the interconnectedness of of all things. You know, so basically um, I didn't explain the. Um, the natural law definition, the way Mark Passio does, he has a really good way of defining it. Um, those words aren't coming fresh to my head right now, but let me put it this way. Um, not man-made. This is not created by humans. This is something we discover, right? And it's that everything we do has a reaction. Every cause has an effect, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's, it, you know, it's in total opposition to the way we're living because the way we're living is believing. If you ask most people, nine or 10 out of 10 people will say, if you ask them where do rights come from, they think it comes from a piece of paper or from a government. And, and natural law is that every human has a right to defend themselves. Every human has a right to their own skin and their own choices and their own body. And that right is inherent. It's not something that we dream up or create or write down. I mean, sure, oh, you can write it down, but that doesn't make it more or less true. It's it's just what reality is. Yeah. Does that absolutely. make sense? Yeah, no, that I mean definitely makes sense, man. And you know, it's definitely the more we can inch our way towards that and away from all of this man-made constructive law and all that stuff, like the better we're off the better off we're gonna be. So uh all right, well, Will, after uh battling through traffic and everything, we're got you here, buddy. How you doing, man? Yeah, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you, Scott. It's nice a to pleasure. Meet you as well. Yeah, nice to meet you as well, man. My brother so Chris. Yeah. You got it. going on, Will. Thanks for coming. Crazy nice drive. shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> nice. You guys represent. So so Will, we've kind of did a little bit of introduction about the event itself. We kind of talked about a little bit of the formation of the event. We were just kind of just having an open discussion about like what is natural law. It's kind of a broad brush overview conversation about it. But uh yeah. before we get too far into it, maybe just tell the folks a little bit about yourself and like how uh you came to be involved in the Excellent. Yeah, no, uh, my name is Will Keller. I'm from uh, Northern California, the Bay Area, born and raised. Uh, I'm a content creator and uh, educator on objective morality, the laws of nature. Uh, I do a lot of conscious parenting as well and incorporating um, objective morality and the principles of parenting um, mm -hmm. under natural law. So, yeah, no, it's great to uh, to I've known Chris for I don't know. What is it, Chris? Three and a half years, maybe. Maybe yeah. longer, and it's really nice mm -hmm. to have uh, you know a support group. Most of us in, are in our local area, and then to generate action and create um, some real world change in the world, um, you know, via a conference. So, yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, man, that's so awesome. You know, uh, you know, I'm just telling telling Chris about like how inspiring it is that you guys have came together out of all the madness. And so it sounds like in the Bay Area, man. I so I. Uh, I came from Eugene, Oregon, right? So I lived in Oregon my whole life. I lived in Eugene, Oregon my last like 10 years. And so I was there for like all of the nonsense, right? Mm. And uh, I moved out here to Nashville, Tennessee last year, like last May. So I've just been out here just a little over a year. So I did escape. Uh, but, you know, it's so amazing what happens when like we're in a place like that, like in the Bay Area, I can imagine, right? I, I know lots of people from there, right? You know, I have some friends that still live there and it's just like, it's just insanity, but it's so amazing. It's kind of like the, the yin and the yang of it, you know, out of that insanity, 
it forces all of us to come find each other, right? We come out of the woodworks and we create groups and we get together, we meet up in real life. And now you're doing conferences. Has that yeah. like, like, has that been your experience like throughout all this? And, but maybe both of you guys, like, like tell me about like your uh, experience of finding each other through all the madness. And, and Chris told us a little bit about like the Facebook group and stuff, but what was that like for you guys personally? Yeah. You know, the, the silver lining of the whole scandemic, right? Mm-hmm. It, it forced people to act in some form or fashion mm-hmm. or, or not act really. I think everyone acted. It just depends if it was moral or immoral. Uh, in my case, it was reaching out, um, you know, in, in a Facebook group and, you know, trying to connect with like-minded individuals. And that's how Chris and I linked up and uh, we got together and then, you know, start created a, a group and uh, and had more people kind of link in as well. So it, it's fantastic. Uh, the area of, you know, the Bay Area in general, it's when you're in the cities, it's extremely uh, liberal, mm-hmm. um, not in the liberating sense. Um, so it's pretty brutal. But I will say California in general, I, I would the majority of the state itself is country wide open area. And you get definitely, you get the opposite polarity when you're out there, maybe in an area like where Chris is, right? Where there are more people might understand the general concepts of freedom. But the, the, the large condensed cities, San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento, uh, and California are definitely brutal. And, you know, Chris and I and, and the other members of the group, we just dove straight in, went straight out to San Francisco and got out on the streets. So mm. the process of sharpening the sword, you can say, of our rhetoric and our grammar. Uh, we did that, you know, together in a sense, uh, in the actual real world, on the streets, interacting with people. It was a great experience, a great uh, process of growth. I'll, I'll never forget, Will, that day when we met up. Is I guess it is the second time I'd seen you in person, but you know, I had this end evil poster like on a on a pole, <laughs> and we were walking on this uh, along the uh, San Francisco beach there you know, to go meet up with all the other guys. And it was just like, it felt to me like, um, like meeting your long lost friends from another lifetime or something, you know, oh, and yeah. there were people that were coming by and flipping us off and calling us Trumpers <laughs> just because we weren't <laughs> wearing masks. All of a sudden we were Trumpers. We're like, we're talking yeah, about natural law. It's the immutable conditions of human behavior. We're not talking about that, you know, and we were trying to communicate with people and some people did talk to us and we actually made some friends that um you know we connect with on different times and you know you never know who you reach and who you don't but i'll tell you for sure finding people that kind of like are on your wavelength when you're in a world when you feel completely alone really makes a big difference and i know it meant so much to all of us in the group yeah that's so awesome man that's yeah, so awesome another yeah, it's it's a powerful thing. I mean, I had a similar experience out in Oregon where it was just like we we all found each other uh, primarily through Freedom Cells. Freedomcells.org is where we all kind of found each other. And man, we did some awesome stuff. Like it was just amazing. Like we did like we put on a little Freedom Festival just right outside of Portland. Uh, went up to Squatch Fest. Did you guys by any chance go to that? Were you guys at that? No, no I, okay, I've okay. heard of that. Yeah, but Squatch I, I Fest, okay. didn't attend. I don't know if they're still doing it. That was like 2020, 20, that was like spring, fall 2021 for sure. Uh, but that went up there and they inspired us to do our, and we threw one together in like, you know, a month or so right, right outside of Portland, like right in the summer of 2021, dude, it was crazy. But all of that was just born out of just like us creating a freedom cells group and all of us just finding each other, you know? So it's just powerful what happens. And so, you know, I don't think that they count on that, you know, when they, when they roll out these agendas and these big things to try to capture as much of our freedom as they can, 
and to just assail, well, you know, the, the, all of our rights and all that stuff, you know, they don't count on the fact that it's just going to actually just activate a whole bunch of people and put a bunch of people on the playing field that weren't on the playing field before and actually doing things like what you guys are doing. So it's just like, you know, it's, uh, I don't think they take that into consideration. Like, and so I guess what, like one of the part of that is like, if they aren't taking that into consideration, like maybe we have the upper hand in a lot of ways. And I have a lot of hope for the future. You know, I have a lot of hope for this stuff, but what do you guys think? Like, as far as the last couple of years, like have what you've seen, obviously for the top down stuff, it can be pretty demoralizing, but just in general, like the response, your interactions with other people, especially being in the setting that you're at, has it kind of, uh, in, in, you know, emboldened your hope or kind of, uh, diminished your hope for some sort of like mass adoption of like some sort of society built around natural law. So are you feeling more invigorated about it or are you feeling like, Oh, I don't know about this. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Scott, you know, that that can be a roller coaster. And yeah. and I've often thought of like the awakening experience is much like when someone dies, you have to go through like stages of grief, you know, like you're depressed for a while and then you're really excited and then you realize no one's listening to you and then you're sad. You know, like it takes a while to work through all these phases. And when I first started speaking out publicly years ago, it was like I was on that roller coaster. But now I, I kind of take more of a long view of it. Like, mm -hmm. I know someday, somehow, you know, the world, humanity is going to work its way out. It, things are going to mm -hmm. work themselves out long term. In the meantime, there's going to be a lot of suffering, however we look at it, because people are continuing with immoral actions. And that's really like one of the main keys of looking at this natural law thing. There's no political solution. You know, like people always want to be like, oh, we get this guy in charge and we get rid of those people and that's all going to everything's going to work out. And it's like, no. It's not. Not until we stop stealing from one another. Not until we stop raping one another. Not until we stop taxing one another. Not until we stop imprisoning one another. When we stop doing those things, you know, there's room for things to get better. But in the meantime, it's going to be a rocky road, you know? That's yeah. why we're doing this, not because we're, like, trying to bitter pill everybody and black pill you and, like, hey, everything's going to go to shit. It's like, no, things are going to shit. Yeah. But do you want to be part of the shittiness of it or do you want to be, like, kind of rising to the top of it and surfing out of it and pulling people out while you're at it, you know? And Absolutely. so from my point of view, it's going to be a downhill ride from here, not downhill, uphill, if you're looking at it from the positive, hopeful sure. point of view a lot of bad stuff's got to happen because of what led up to now. This is a world of results. <laughs> We're seeing what has built up all these years, all the mistakes, all the things people have done. It's all pouring out now. You can't all of a sudden be like, no, let's make everything peaceful. And, you know, we got to deal with this stuff. You know, it's accumulation. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Will, what do you think? Yeah, no, well said. Um, I say in many interviews, I do not think there is a great awakening I do, I do see a great awareness. Uh, the scandemic, uh, since it brought, you know, um, the brought everyone to the front lines, right? So people kind of could see in real time, you know, we're three years down the road now, um, that something's wrong, right? And there's a lot of lot of issues. I am seeing a lot of people starting to come into the awareness of natural law, objective morality. How do we create? freedom what is true freedom so i'm seeing this in discussions i'm seeing people come out and and talk and you know these are the hot topics which is good which is a great sign because you know i mean we incarnate we exist in this reality and we we have actions and behaviors and we interact with other people so of course objective morality 
the difference between right and wrong, natural rights. This is fundamental. So this has to be the foundation upon which we build. Mm -hmm. And um, I do see an uptick of, of people talking about this again. You know, I mean, it's we need to increase. We need people to kind of step into their own empowerment and ask themselves in the mirror, what can I do and 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 how can I do it? Right. I mean, I think there's a lot of dialectics going on right now. You could see RFK on the scene. So you see a lot of freedom minded people starting to say, oh, no, he's the one now. He's the one mm -hmm. that will put in office and will change everything. So we need to break down these belief systems that, you know, people cling on to like security blankets. And that's done through the internal work. Right. So, I mean, the the individual comprises the aggregate the collective and it's all about what are you going to do you know what are we going to do and so uh, I, I'm hopeful I'm a realist and I think uh, my motto is is through inspiration you can't force someone to change to do the work but you can inspire them to activate within themselves mm -hmm. and I think this is kind of our motto when it comes to you know the the funnel conference um, we want to inspire people through great content from, you know, great presentations and speakers for hopefully people to, you know, to, to stand up, look within themselves and take action in the real world. That's fantastic, man. So let's, let's pop back over to the funnel conference. So tell us about some of these other speakers we got coming in. So again, you guys, if you're just tuning in, that's this week, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time, going all day, Saturday, Sunday. So tell us, so we talked about Richard Grove a little bit, but who else are we, you guys got coming on? We got some great guests. Uh, yeah, Richard Grove, Henna Maria, fantastic uh, activists, Mark Passio, David Rodriguez, uh, myself, Angela Umello, uh, Neil Martinson, um, Dr. Melissa Sell, very well known in the, the freedom and the health community, uh, Etienne de la Bautier Square, um, has a fantastic book out, uh, Government, mm -hmm. the Biggest Scam, yep. uh, Nate Cap, um, Joel. And Eurosmos, they have a podcast called Here for the Truth. Fantastic podcast. Stephanie Mo Davis, Logan Hart of the Wizard Factory, James True. Um, Diesel Automatic does great music. Uh, Brandon Martin, our guest Chris Jansen as well. Nice. Uh, Mario West, Corey Andrelot, John Rowland, Leslie Powers, Douglas Martin, and Derek Bardicelli. Nice. Everyone has their own style and flavor. I don't know, Chris, if you've actually talked about what is the trivium, right? So the trivium means Let's trace do it. Yeah, do it. vium. So it's the three-way three, three -way path, the three-fold path. This is, um, the, the, this is the process of truth discovery, which is critical thinking. So we went with the um, uh, antiquity uh, three-fold three path, which is knowledge, understanding, wisdom, um, it's also known in the liberal arts as grammar, logic, rhetoric. This is the process of critical thinking and it's the process of how we co-create reality, right? You gather all the information, uh, speaking from the individual, all the information that, that you have and you process has an impact and you make your decisions based on the information and knowledge that you hold, right? Or lack thereof, you can have incorrect knowledge and you act on that. And that is the, the, the rhetoric stage, the output, your behavior. And then we get the manifested results. So in a way, the Funnel Conference is our 
trivium process of truth discovery. We came together, did the grammar. We have all these great content creators. We processed it into a form of a online presentation and the rhetoric will be it live on the airways. And this will repeat the process for viewers to take in grammar process themselves and hopefully activate and, uh, in, you know, create some, some form or fashion in their own right. That's awesome, man. Wow. <laughs> very, very cool. So you guys, again, so freedomundernaturallaw.com. It's free. Totally free. Just go do it. You know what I'm saying? Go just click register now. Bada bing, bada boom. You're in. You're good. So, that, I mean, to me, that's just like, that's that's amazing. You guys are offering such tremendous value just out of voluntary basis, out of the goodness of your heart, man. Like, that's so cool. And really empowering the individuals is the solution, you know? Like, we're, we're, I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Like, in the beginning, I kind of, I don't know. I had a little, I had this like one, like really funny video where like I was at a rally with my bullhorn and there was a guy that was going live on a live news broadcast. And I bull, I stood right next to him with a bullhorn and just started saying, you know what I mean? Like, just like all the, all the things we say. Right. And it was at a, uh, one of these rallies because they were, uh, firing a bunch of nurses in Eugene because of the vaccine mandates at the nurse at the hospital. So we were out there protesting this guy was going live and I blasted him right next to him. And they aired it like it, it's still on the website right now. And all you could hear is me on the bullhorn saying like, this is all scamdemic. If you're listening to this right now, you're being, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I got this, like, I, and then I got emboldened with the bullhorn. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be like the next Alex Jones, right? The bullhorn and all this stuff. <laughs> and then, but then like, uh, I'm at a point now where I'm just like, dude, like, I don't even want to like go yell at government buildings anymore, dude. Like, it's like, that's, that's not even where we're at. I mean, there's probably some room for that. And like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, how do we empower us as individuals and build community and come together and, and, and realize the value that we have and break free that way? Like, like we can't yell at a stupid building to get them to change. They love that stuff. Actually, they stand there. They laugh at us. They think it's hilarious. Like, and it feeds the whole dialectic, you know, it feeds the rage and feeds the, the divide. You know what I mean? And it's like, here we are. You're, you're, and I love how you said how at the, the, the conference, it's like people of all different viewpoints coming together with a single unified goal of freedom. Right. And so what, what were you guys out of that, on that, uh, you know, continuum of like, uh, you know, finding, you know, building parallel systems versus yelling at government buildings. Where, where are you guys mm -hmm. out of that? Well, you know, as far as protesting goes, like from my point of view, completely useless yeah. because what you're essentially doing is going to your slave master and asking them to treat you slightly better, you know, <laughs> where really what we need to do is say, we don't want to be slaves anymore. Not yeah. only that, another step, we're not going to be slaves anymore. You know, we need to draw the line within ourselves and within our communities everywhere that we understand what self-ownership means. And until we do that, we're going to keep getting these crappy results, you know, of all kinds of people doing all kinds of terrible things because we're giving people power that no one should ever have. It's like the ring of power in, in the movie, you know, like with Sauron and Lord of the Rings, right? Like nobody can handle that power. Not even, you know, the most humble, peaceful hobbits having a hard time with that power. And that's the power of authority. And, you know, that's what's destroying us is people believing like a religion that there's other people out there that are somehow more important or they get extra rights and they get to tell us what to do. And so as soon as we deal with this philosophy problem deep down on a very deep mm -hmm. level and we understand the self-defense principle, in other words, this is my skin. I was born with it. You know, it wasn't no other human that gave it to me or put me in it. The universe, you know, God, whatever you want to call it, however you want to think about it, 
that's the real thing that happened when I when I came into this reality and I didn't ask anybody to um, build roads and I didn't ask anyone to build a country and all this other stuff. So I don't owe people things, you know, and anyone comes along and says I do and and I have to give them, you know, at the point of a gun or they're going to put me in jail. They're breaking the law, the natural law. And the natural law is that there's an inherent built in non man made um, immutable law and it's based on human behavior and that there's consequences to the things we do. So instead of we stop looking at the world in terms of effects of like, oh, look what's happening. Look who's doing what. We need to start looking at it from the point of view of what are we causing? Why did those things happen? What do we start doing now to avoid those things happening for our future generations? And thinking a little bit more about the big picture and what matters for the whole of humanity and, and our future generations and principles themselves instead of our personal little what's going to make my day better and the end of today. And that's why those of us that are doing this stuff know that we have to put in the time and the energy, even at some sacrifice. Otherwise, this stuff's not going to get out there and people aren't going to live about it and think about it if someone's not brave enough to say it, even though it hurts to say sometimes, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Will, do you have any thoughts on that about just yeah. the whole idea of building parallel systems versus absolutely? Yeah, 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 no. Well said, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, all for great. it. I, I call it uh, detachment activism, right? Taking mm. action in the world by detaching from these false systems that are, you know, enslaving humanity. Um, I think if we if we individually have a voice, right, and we're speaking truth um, and and freedom, we can amplify that voice when we unite. So, you know, unity is in community. I love when, um, you know, these uh, like the exit and build summit. Um, so when we see these these communities start to get together and, you know, we need to understand. And, you know, there's a lot of infighting as well. You know, people are on different uh, polarities of these even these freedom and truth dialectics. Right. But there's that common ground of freedom and that our condition is uh, one of slavery and we are being violated violated so that's the common ground i love seeing unity and you know doing what what you can in your own individual life if that's you know withdrawing from the banking system um you know supporting local farmers i'm all about that kind of stuff people need to get into the habits of freedom and morality Right. It's one thing to kind of talk about it and, you know, do videos, have a podcast or whatever. It's different when you live it. Right. So that yeah. that's so, yeah, I'm all for it, man. That, that's great. That's way. Uh, you're, yeah. you're a really good example of that. Someone that, you know, you just described your experience, like you saw what was going on. You're like, no, I'm not OK with this. Yeah. And it it propelled you, you know, to speak out. And I'm curious, you know, how has that affected your um, your being, who you are, how you feel about yourself? Mm, oh, my gosh. I, mm. You know, it's another thing I talk about a lot, man. Like, I just uh, it's even something I talk about a lot on the show. You know, like I I feel like I saw a lot of people around me like falling victim to the the program and the propaganda. You know, I, I, I knew people I was working at a I was working as a drug and alcohol counselor out there at a, at a you know, agency was just surrounded by you know people that didn't see the world the same way as me and you know i was really the only one that wasn't like wanting to wear a mask or like taking the shot like wasn't going to take a shot you know what i mean and there was a few people though in the organization that that you know we were we were we would talk behind the scenes you know and be like oh my god this is crazy you know we were all on the same level but they eventually caved in and took the shot you know what i mean and so like i was like go back to that and reflect on like, God, how miserable that would be, how miserable that would be to like go against what you know, deep down in your core is wrong. And then to, to go against your, your true 
beliefs, values, principles, all that stuff. Cause I just refused to do it, you know, and I had a lot of consequences in the beginning. I ended up losing that job over it, you know, and, and things were kind of scary for a while, but eventually just being persistent with that and just being sticking true to my principles and all that stuff, man, I just felt like today I look back and it's like, had that not fallen away, you know, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today, you know? And so I just like, that has emboldened me to realize that, you know, is the most important thing is sticking to the principles that I formed around, you know, the way I, I see the world and, and, and you know what I mean? It's like, I have gained confidence in my ability to kind of discern and uh, to, to recognize when something's not right and when to take action, maybe when to not take action. Right. Sometimes, but also like, you know, to trust that instinct. And then for me, it's just been like absolutely life-changing. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm in a sick, weird way. It's like, I wouldn't go back to the way it was before. You know, again, it's the yin and the yang of it all. It's like, like we had to go, we had to walk through this fire to be delivered to where we're at today. And, you know, the great awareness, I love that. That's a great way to put it because so, I mean, this is, this, this, this brought so many people to this place where they are looking at new ideas, new concepts, things like natural law. And once you under, like, I'm very novice when it comes to the concept of natural law. Maybe you guys could give me some resources where to go. I know Mark Passio a lot, but I just, I don't know. I got my couple podcasts I listen to and that's <laughs> during the day, but it's like, you know what I mean? But, you know, once we come to terms with some of these, these concepts and ideas that, you know, weren't, weren't even available to us before and our little thought bubbles, you know, it's, it's, it's just so empowering, man. And it's like, I, I've read a little bit about natural law. I've, um, one of the things that really was my first real introduction to it. I mean, it, that kind of made me look at it in a real practical way. It was actually talking to Etienne and his uh, whole project with the uh, thin red line, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the thick red line, thick red line. Is it thick red line? Yeah. Yeah. The thick red line project where he's basically was, um, going around and meeting with different sheriff's departments and trying to get them to, uh, not in like, like not enforce any victimless crimes. Basically it was like only, only crimes that violate natural law. Like, can you, will you sign on to, to, and he said, he didn't really, he, I think he said he had like one department that he was able to like kind of make some progress with, but it's really hard to get law enforcement agencies to not enforce victimless crimes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so, so anyway, long, long answer to really, man, I just, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine, uh, I mean, the torture that would be if I hadn't like, you know, stuck to my principles and just like the awakening that's occurred within me is just beyond measure, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. There, there's yeah. a, there's a force of liberation. You could feel it in your being. Mm -hmm. um, I, it amplifies your whole uh, energy field, the morphogenic field, right? So you, I mean, I've experienced obstacles moving within my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, doorways opening up, uh, you know, manifesting stuff in my own personal life. And, mm -hmm. and, and this is when you align yourself with nature uh, and, you know, natural law, the, the governing dynamics. When you become a, a moral human being and you do what's right, um, it definitely has a, an impact on many levels, physical, emotional, psychological and spiritual as well. So that's great. I mean, I couldn't imagine... Um, you know, being like, uh, who was it? Cypher on the matrix and plugging mm. back in. It's like, you know, once you come to that level, there, there's no going back. And, and even if you chose that, the consequences to your soul would be de detrimental. So. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Kind of like the Joe Rogan situation where you like backtracked on the moon. Like, how do you like, yes, believe exactly. the moon landing's fake. And then you go, Oh no, actually it was real. It was good. Like after, you know, like all the stuff about the moon landing, you're like, Oh wait, actually it was real. Okay, great. Okay, Joe. Yeah. Whatever you say. 
Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, no gold for gold. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a Rosicrucian um, uh, aphorism, right? No gold for gold, meaning no gold, lowercase g, like fiat mm-hmm. or any kind of currency, material possession for gold, uppercase G, gold is soul, right? Mm-hmm. So not selling your soul. And, you know, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. So it's crazy. Real quick, before I forget, yeah. you wanted to, uh, resources on natural law. Yeah, the, please, please, the, please. The One Great Work Network. Yep. The, uh, Mark Passio created, created this website. He, he's the host of it. It's over 75 content creators, all under the umbrella of natural law, morality, true freedom. And I mean, there's a plethora of resources there. It's an excellent um, hub to go to check out natural law. And of course, you know, Chris Jansen's website. And uh, and I talk about natural law a lot. So look, you already got to pull. Yeah, up. look at that. Look at that, guys. One great word. All my lot, oh. lot of great content creators on there. Yeah, dude. All my buddies are on there. Man, we're awesome. Look at that. What's great about <laughs> that? You know, you kind of get different people's perspective and hear hear how different people describe. You know, and I think that helps a lot because, really, ultimately, like truth, is something that can be discovered. It's not something that I can say oh here's truth here's what it is well i mean i can say that but uh, people are going to disagree and they say oh you're not saying it right you know what i mean we have to each discover it for ourselves you know and that's almost why i like hesitate sometimes to just pop off with the definition that mark gives on natural law because i want people to think about it for themselves and kind of discover what do these words mean that we're saying governing the consequences of human behavior Mm -hmm. you know i think it helps a lot to think about the self-defense principle and the non-aggression principle. A lot of times you heard when I first started getting into um, voluntarism and um, some of these freedom stuff, they were talking a lot about the non-aggression principle, which made sense to me, but they weren't going to the other side and talking about the self-defense principle. And, you know, like what it really comes down to is personal responsibility for all our things. You know, like if we don't expect someone else to come save us or protect us, that means we have to know how to do it for ourselves. And so that's why I really agree with what you were saying. I didn't completely answer your other question about, you know, the exit and build strategy or working on our personal, um, you know, whether it's our health or Mm -hmm. whether it's our food or our community, you know, these things are all going to be helpful in that direction. But the main thing, the most important thing is that we're making decisions from a place of not stealing things from other people. We're not, we're, we're not lying to people. We're not lying to ourselves, you know? And I think that that is really the big key. And we're all still struggling with that in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. every single one of us. And it doesn't mean just like, oh, not following any of the government rules. It means starting to think within yourself, like where do, where do things come from? Where do principles even mean? Why aren't we living by principles? Why are we living by jurisdictions people made up rules rather than the rules that were already here before we came and wrote things down you know yeah absolutely and you know it's really interesting too like you know nature is absolutely perfect you know what i mean you go out in nature and everything's exactly the way it's supposed to be there's like nothing i mean if it wasn't the way it was supposed to you know it's it's just everything's just absolutely perfect man and it's like we have to like take a step back and realize that, you know, the, the way that it's going to be is the way it's going to be. And some of these immutable laws of nature, we can't have any impact on it. I can't like stop all the deers in my town from eating all the crop. You know what I mean? There's like nothing I can do to like stop nature, interfere with nature. And these people, these bastards out there, they, they fundamentally believe that they can't, which is crazy, but I don't even want to talk about that. You know, it's more about the fact that like, you know, we, we can trust in the fact that nature will be perfect. And it's like this perfect, like autocorrect self, 
uh, regulating organism almost like the whole planet. You know what I mean? It's like our bodies too, like always seeking states of equilibrium, nature, just the, the all of it is just seeking the state of equilibrium. And that's why, you know, what you were saying earlier, Chris, is the fact that like, you know, we're get, we're probably going through a dark time, but it's going to reveal, it's going to push us out into something amazing. You know what I mean? Because, because I feel like we're going through that, that overcorrection. We're, we're going through that correction process, but it feels like almost an overcorrection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything, everything that we're seeing in this world is propped up on a lie, deception, theft, all of it. And like nature, it, it goes against nature. And so nature will eventually correct it. That's just the only way it works. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. Kind of like a bull broad like over meta view you know what i mean like like it's gonna be there's gonna be a correction you know and because it's just fundamentally goes against everything in nature and so yeah to me that that's where i i I feel hope in that because it's like yeah it's gonna be crazy you know hopefully within our lifetime something will will be will will be amazing but if nothing else like things like what you guys are doing are setting up the next generation to possibly take the torch and and continue this this truth that this path of you know getting back to a state of naturally natural existence, I guess you could say, but, symbiosis. uh, symbiosis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I don't know, man, I'm pretty hopeful about that, but what, what about, uh, kind of curious. So one of the things that I was kind of think about is like, I mean, I don't think people really understand what freedom means really in a lot of ways. Like, uh, you know, people think that freedom is like, being able to like go to the grocery store and get food or like be able to like watch Netflix on a Friday night and stuff like that. Like, like I need to have the freedom to do all this, but it's really about like indulgences, right? People equivocate freedom with indulgences. Like my ability to indulge and be comfortable comfort uh, is associated with freedom. Like my ability to be indulgent, comfortable and safe is, is, is freedom. And the more of that I can get, the more, the, the more free I am. But in fact, Freedom is really taking your life in your own hands, which means you have to work hard. You have to get out there and be your own person in the world. It takes sacrifice. It takes dedication, discipline. Like, do you think people are ready for freedom? <laughs> great, great point. Uh, the, the definition of freedom that I like to use is an unrestricted free will expression. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a big category, right? Because you can be a slave mentally. You can be a slave to your desires and to your habits. You can have addictions, right? So, you know, to be free of those where you're, you're activating your free will and you're being unrestricted, meaning you're unrestricting yourself. But most of the time, you know, we need to talk about external freedom, meaning that there's no government or, you know, coercive uh, or system that is using duress and violence uh, that is restricting human beings free will expression or even animals too i i definitely go that route and, and agree with that um so it i 100 percent agree with you scott and i talk about this often because a lot of people don't understand what freedom is uh and it's really important to me freedom is the meaning of life now the meaning and the purpose purpose is up to mm. each an individual person what their 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 soul path what they are here to attain and and master and accomplish it's the seed freedom is pure potential it's the substrate of of this reality right meaning that we can create we can pursue our purpose in any form or fashion under you know uh, under our rights to do that um so not you know not harming or or transgressing upon another so uh, to me, freedom is the meaning, meaning of life. If you don't have freedom, then 
what do you have? You know, mm. is is life worth living as a slave? Mm. Some people might, you know, agree that there's oh well, there's different levels of slavery, and you know, you you people in America don't have it as bad as certain countries and this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. slavery is slavery. Nature will course correct correct at some point. I don't think it's a positive course correct. Uh, well, positive for nature and the the aggregate of the planet, right? in some form of a, a global catastrophe to uh, to offset the opposition, the oppositional energy that human beings are, are creating. Absolutely, I can see that. It's almost like an immune system response. Um, it's up to us. I mean, we're stewards of this planet, so we have great responsibility uh, and, and great karmic consequence um, to, to act and, you know, take care of the planet by taking care of ourselves. Amen to that. Chris, do you have any thoughts on that? Do people, are people ready for freedom? Well, you know, I like to use this, you know, <laughs> simple answer. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> none of us have experienced freedom. That's yeah. the way I like to yeah. explain it. I, I think of it as the fish tank. I like to use my Nemo, Finding Nemo allegory. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Finding Nemo, but you know, this fish gets taken from the sea and put into a dentist office, right? with these other fish in the fish tank, but all those fish, they've never been in the ocean except for one of them. But you know, most of them were born in captivity. And so he's telling them about the ocean and they're like, yeah, you know, it might as well be a a story he's telling to these other fish because they've always been in captivity. And that's us. We were born in domestication in captivity. And it's for most of us over here in this country, it's like debt slavery you know, it's not as bad as it could be, you know, but um, we've never really experienced it. So it's hard to talk about. And that's part of why this discussion so hard, because we're talking about something we haven't ever really completely experienced. We experience it in little moments and feelings. But when in your life have you not had this thing hanging over your head of you owe somebody your time, money or energy just for being here? And there's always that pressure on you and that you know, central banking pressure of we own your time and your money. You know, we own your time and your energy. We've never experienced life without that. So we're talking about something that for most of us is, um, like you said, it's a hope. You know, it's it's a it's something that we haven't grasped yet. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, little by little in each of our lives, we, we can. And I think what you've experienced is like almost like the natural law result of your choice. Like you made a more honorable decision even though at some sacrifice and what comes to you, these feelings of joy and purpose. And, you know, I've had that same experience, you know, like the more I've put my time and energy into things that I care about, the more I've had a good experience, you know, it's like, doesn't mean there's not challenges and frustrations, but yeah, I mean, I I can't try to, I try to say it's like, I don't pretend to know things that I can't, you know, I try to stick with the principles. I try to stick with the things that I know for sure. And, and try not to make too many projections about, because the, the truth is, it's not, I don't believe in fate. I don't believe that it's all figured out and that we're just, it's all going to come to, you can't tell the future because people haven't made those decisions yet. Why would we have decisions and choices if they didn't mean anything? But they do. And we have to make those choices. So if humans want to experience freedom, then we got to make the choices that lead up to that. And that's, that's the whole push of what we're talking about. I feel like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
Right on, man. Well, thank you guys. That's freaking awesome. So uh, we're kind of winding down here, but I do have a super chat from, from Chris Youngblood. Uh, shout out to Chris. He says, hey, Scott, could you ask them to speak about their experience with how to become the true media? Great show. So you guys want to give us a little breakdown about uh, what your experience was like with that course and maybe what the course is for the people who don't know? Yeah, great comment. And that was on my list to bring up too. So how to become the true media. Um, this was created and is host, hosted by Mark Passio um, from whatonearthishappening.com. Uh, I've taken um, the how to become the true media three years. This will be my fourth. There's no better course than to really get on the battle battlefield. First of all, Mark Passio is a phenomenal teacher in general, right? But you're going to learn the 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 principles of technology, computing and publishing, how to take a message and and create content and deliver that message to the public at high efficiency, high effectiveness, and he's going to he's going to teach you all these all these skill sets. The principles, the tenets in the class are also life skills. I, I found huge value in these tenets, applying them to my workflow, to my daily life, etc. Um, huge investment. Um, I've, you know, I've been to college for two years. This destroys any kind of, mm. um, you know, mainstream academic uh, course. The, the actual class is three hours, the session. You get an hour pre-class of asking questions to Mark. You get an hour after the three hours. So the, um, the fifth hour is quite more questions for Mark. And then Mark opens it up for the, the members uh, of the course to, to network and communicate, which is highly beneficial, especially if you want to be a content creator. And hey, let's face it, if you're not used to being on camera, there's nerves. You have to you have to kind of ease into that. You have to build up to that. This is a perfect space for that. Like-minded individuals. This is a community space as well, right? Like we all want to do the one great work of ending human slavery. And this is the know-how. Mark does a fantastic job each year is getting better and better and i mean the the amount of information and skill sets is just it's unfathomable that he dishes out i learn more more stuff every year and to be honest my presentations the funnel conference is due to understanding and acquiring the skill sets that mark has taught in those class in that Ooh, class man that's awesome yeah. that's awesome chris you took the class too right? absolutely yeah and um, for me, it was a big deal. I'd been following Mark's work for a long time. Then, you know, you see he gets pretty heated, some of his podcasts. Yeah. I kind of wanted to get to know him a little, too. And for that, it was pretty cool to see what a patient, kind guy he really can be. And, like, when he was doing the class, just super professional, going step by step by step through things in a way that really was hard for me, you know. But he really taught me, like, I keep my desktop clear, you know. Like, I have my files organized and I used to have so much trouble finding things, solving problems. So, you know, like he just kind of gave me like a different way of dealing with problems on the computer and um, a whole nother mindset towards how I take on problems and solve problems. But if you go back and look at my early podcasts or my first funnel conference um, presentation and the one I'm doing this year, you will see a world of difference. And it's hugely thanks to what I learned in that course as well. Fantastic, guys. Well, thank you, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, is there any final thoughts? Well, I'll give you I'll give you guys a chance to plug everything at the end, but do you guys have any final thoughts to leave everybody with here? 
I will say something, actually, um, kind of what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to end human slavery, if we're going to influence the masses to activate within themselves and, you know, strive and, and activate for higher consciousness, we do this through technology. Technology is a tool. And guess what? It's available right now. This is the opportunity um, to, to act and get a message out why we can, right? So this is how, um, this is what it means to be literate nowadays right we need to understand the tech side of it and um again enrollment ends um july 4th at 11:59 eastern time for how to become the true media.com you can go there and get enrollment um so yeah i'll just end on that it's it's vital that we understand technology there you go awesome any final words chris Oh, just thanks so much, Scott, for taking yeah. this time and having us tonight. I really appreciate it. It's good to chat yeah. with you. And, yeah, you, you know, well. we met in Autonomy and um, yeah. we should plug Autonomy. You know, I recommend yeah, people definitely. check out Autonomy and Richard Grow. I know you always share the links. But um, yeah, if you want to check out my website, it's andevil.life. But nice. um, I'm really sending people right now freedom under law, freedomundernaturallaw.com, because that's really kind of like the whole push of what we're doing this weekend. That's it's going to awesome. be a long weekend, you know, all day long. For us, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So, 12 yeah. hours. 12 hours Saturday, 12 hours Sunday. That's it's awesome. Gonna be, it's going to be fantastic. I'm really, I'm really proud of what we accomplished. I'm proud of my group. Um, I'm proud of all the supporters and the presenters. Fantastic uh, names that we got on the lineup and contributing um, to this great event. So I'm extremely grateful. And you know, thank you, Scott, for yeah. having us on to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. So just one more call to action. Everybody, please, please, please go to freedomundernaturallaw.com. That's funnel. It took me a second when you were in the beginning. I was like, funnel? Is it like a click funnel? Is this like a marketing <laughs> thing? And then I was like, oh, it's the acronym funnel. Funnel. Freedom Under Natural Law. Okay, funnel three. Funnel three, guys. This weekend, this Saturday, this Sunday, all day. You know, we got uh, Richard Grove, Mark Passio, David Rodriguez. Uh, man, it's just going to be an all-star lineup. Etienne in the house. Uh, so please, please, please go uh, – Go check it out, man. Go check out the replays of the last couple ones too, or at least number two on there. So, uh, absolutely amazing guys. Thank you so much. Very inspiring. Please keep up the amazing work and, uh, let's stay in touch. I'm sure we have a lot of, uh, co-creation to do in the future here. Sounds let's like the plan. It, All right, guys. Glad you're doing Scott. what you're doing. Yep. No problem guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace.